which is Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, can be found on page 834 in the Pew Bible. Listen now for the word of God. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Arcturia and Trichonitus, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, finding <coughs> a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mound and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Here ends the reading. Thank you, Jillian. And just to put that reading into context, a reading that is not easy, if you may have noticed, that list at the beginning is Luke's way of placing the story directly in history. Did you see that? So whoever wrote the gospel is saying, this is where and this is when it took place. And by naming all of those political leaders, it's connected to a specific time in history. So thank you, Jillian. Let's all be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, slow us down, slow our hearts down, slow our breaths down, slow our minds down. That in the quiet and in your peace, we might hear a word this morning, a word to uplift, a word to challenge, a word to teach. Amen. From that text, as it is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. For the uninitiated, excuse me, for the uninitiated, the unfamiliar, those not blessed with having tried this amazing culinary treat I'm about to describe, food that is fit for royalty, the name of this one-of-a-kind food is tortier. Tortier. Who's ever heard of tortier? Oh, one person, Jackie Lewis. Thank you very much. But if you have French-Canadian in your blood or relatives from up north, maybe you've tasted that which, for me, is the ultimate comfort food, comfort food. Tortier, it's not a complicated recipe, It's simple and so delicious. It's one pie shell, ground pork, browned, a dash of nutmeg, salt and pepper, bake it up, and you have a feast, fit for a queen or a king. Or a family like mine that every Christmas, every Christmas partakes of this food, this comfort food, out of tradition, out of honoring 
my late grandmother and grandfather, who got the recipe from their parents, and I love the taste of it. But what most comforts me about my comfort food is that it brings me peace, deep peace, a sense that all is right in the world and that I am exactly where I am supposed to be when I am eating my slice of tortier with a little sweet pickle on the side at a table with my loved ones breaking bread. Friends, among us, who could pray for more than just that simple gift from God? Comfort food. What's your comfort food? Can you think of it this morning? Is it homemade macaroni and cheese? Is it franks and beans? Is it mom's coffee cake or dad's Christmas roast? Friends, I hope we all have foods that bring us comfort and bring us peace because of the memories that these evoke, because of the feelings these create within the deepest parts of our souls. Now today after church, about 170 of us will, for the fourth year, as our church Advent service project, will package a lot of food. A lot of food. 30,000 meals. Imagine, if you will, with me, just where those meals will end up, on whose table that food will be served. That food will bring comfort to the body, maybe to the soul, too, maybe some peace. Our meals will end up on tables at Rosie's Place in Boston, eaten by women coming in from the cold, or moms and children fleeing domestic violence. Our meals will warm up families who come into a place to turn, the largest food pantry in Metro West. Our meals will give real nourishment to folks who turn to my brother's keeper, a large Christian ministry in the Brockton area. Meals for homeless veterans seeking shelter, for working low-income dads who can't afford weekly groceries, for struggling addicts who just need someone to care, to feel hope through a simple serving of food. Meals that bring comfort Meals that bring peace. Friends, that's what the best food does. It brings us peace, and perhaps most important, it brings peace of spirit in part because it first brings peace of body. Do you hear that? Peace of body. Of a stomach that's filled, of bones that grow, of a heart that pumps, of health. Peace as physical. Physical. You know, it's a cliche to usually define peace in external ways. Peace as the end of a war or conflict. Peace as the cessation of hostilities between nations or people. Peace as the subject of a street protest. Or maybe we see peace as something spiritual alone. Inner peace. A feeling of safety and well-being, of grace, of rest and closeness to God. But so too, on a purely physical level, at the body level, a basic need in life like food, well, when we have it, when we have enough of it, when we trust it will be there for us and those we love, there's a deep peace within that too. Can I get an amen for that? Does everybody understand that? 
piece of body. Do you hear that? But when we are food insecure or hungry, struggle to make enough to buy enough food to feed a family, maybe have a mental illness that struggles with us so much that we cannot find food for ourselves, or we just face bad circumstances like long-term unemployment or divorce or addiction that get a person to a place where they need the help of others to have enough food. Then, my friends, no food, no peace. No food, no peace. I know I need to learn this and to remember this as a well-fed, and I will admit often too well-fed, person in America. Someone who has never, ever known what it is like to worry about where my next meal will come from. For me, one who has never had to choose between eating and heating, buying groceries or filling the oil tank, I am not one of the 11.8% of all American households that last year was food insecure, meaning they lacked access to enough food for an active, healthy life for all household members. Today, what we seek to do is not just to provide food for the body, but also food that feeds the soul, to use our Christian empathy and compassion to imagine what it might be like to be food insecure, but then to follow the example of Jesus Christ himself who came to earth as a baby to break open all of our hearts that we might have mercy, deep mercy towards our neighbors, especially those on the margins, like the hungry, Because, friends, when you do have the basics in this life, when you do trust that these will be here for you daily, food, shelter, health care, education, freedom, safety, then anything is possible, right? Anything. And you are at peace. But when you lack those basics on a daily basis, when you struggle to make ends meet, when you lie awake at night worrying about how you will care for those you love, when you are brought low by a bad economy or bad breaks or bad whatever, then there is no peace. There is no comfort. And because you have to spend all of your time just scrambling and trying to figure out how to get through the next day, it can feel as if nothing is possible. Nothing is possible and peace is just a dream. But enough good, nutritious, healthy food equals peace of mind and peace of body and peace of spirit. Let us remember this truth. And not just this day, but all days when we sit down at tables filled to overflowing with comfort food, food that brings us peace. Let us choose humble service to those in need as we serve as we imagine those who will eat this food, we really have two ways to respond. That either pushes us away, thank God that is not me, or draws us closer. My God, that could be me and my family. 
Let us remember that when John the Baptist came, he was a voice in the wilderness crying out. He envisioned a world so changed that mountains are laid low, valleys filled, highways straightened, and a world is so radically changed by the presence of God in the real person of Jesus. And that on one heavenly day, no one will be hungry anymore. No one. All will be fed. Every last child of God. Heaven on earth. So thank you, God, for this day, for comfort food, for the food that brings us peace, for peace of mind and hearts and spirits, and peace in our bodies, too, in our bellies, in our bones, in our flesh. And thank you, God, for teaching us that whenever we feed the hungry, the least of these are brothers and sisters. We feed Jesus Christ as we meet him in the bread line and we meet him at the table. Thank you, God, for the gift of serving and service, of love in the form of food on the table. Thank you, God, that one day on everyone's table, there will be enough food for every last child of God and peace. Peace. Let all God's peacemakers say, Amen.